Welcome to We Shadows, the podcast about design and technical theater in the Twin Cities. I'm your announcer, Anita Kelling. Rachel Lieza and I want to wish all of our listeners a belated Happy New Year. We hope your 2022 is starting off well. In this episode, Lieza Behrens had the pleasure of interviewing stagehand and scenic carpenter Ty Waters. For Ty, theater runs in the family, and he takes Lieza on a tour of his unconventional career path and getting work just by showing up. This interview was recorded on May 7th, 2021. Hi, thank you for coming and chatting with me today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Sorry about all the all the rescheduling and stuff. It's it's a whole thing. That's that's how uh, our industry kind of is. Is things come out of the blue and work is changing and hopefully work is coming back for people and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So no problem at all. Um, so Ty, you work. Uh, I know you and I have worked as a carpenter at one point, but you also work. You said. They work as a stagehand and in props and things like that. Yeah. Um, could you explain a little bit about some of the work that you do um, as if you were like, say, talking to someone who doesn't know what both say a stagehand or props are? Um, what kind of work do you like, do? Like, yeah, as a stagehand, I guess my job description would be like, like I move the, the stage. I move everything that can be moved in a scene. So I would be running around in the dark and picking up a couch or moving a lamp to the side or breaking a thing or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or dropping a curtain on somebody for dramatic effect or something like that. But um, it's, it's, I personally, I'm super comfortable and I love doing it. Like uh, just, like having being on being on the headset and like someone going like it dropped the curtain and just like letting it go and stopping it at the right time and getting that perfect timing is like it hits something in me you know (laughs) so it's it's a satisfying moment to kind of do that yeah yeah (laughs) and then props i suppose um how, how would my mom describe it it's everything that can't that that is moved that she had, sorry, I would have control over. <laughs> sorry, my mom is a prop master, so I'm going to be using oh, okay. a lot of her for <laughs> like descriptions and stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, so it sounds like uh, theater runs in your family a little bit. Then, if your mom's also oh, yeah. a props designer, so oh, yeah. did you get started working in theater young, and did you always kind of think that you would do this, or was it? <laughs> I. Uh, me and my my brother and I are self-described like being born in theater like our instead of like like babysitters we would be sitting in tech like as just kids just mm-hmm. being stupid kids and disrupting everything <laughs> so like it's it's a part of us at this point and I even tried like in 2016 to 2018 I want to say there was like a solid 2 years where I tried to be quote normal and i was like i'm gonna do the retail thing i'm gonna freaking <laughs> i'm gonna bag groceries and i i'm not gonna lie i hated it and i started like drinking a lot and doing bad things oh no <laughs> it wasn't a good look but like i moved back here and i got back into it and everything's been great ever since mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly uh did is 
did you ever did you go to school for this also or was it kind of uh you just started working in it i i went to school for two years for scene design in college yeah and then i was like i can't afford this deuces (laughs) yeah totally get that well and and if that's not really 100 percent what you were thinking you wanted and you're like right i can go work (laughs) without that degree sometimes makes sense Mm -hmm. uh so would you have uh do you say think that like your mom was maybe your one of your mentors but did you have other people who helped you like even before you left and tried to do normal jobs and maybe even since when you've come back since trying to do normal people work (laughs) i can't honestly say i've had a legitimate mentor or at least a person that i could call a mentor like my mom would be the closest thing but it's your mom like of course she's gonna (laughs) yeah you i'm assuming you learn things from your parents so was it more uh things that you were like learning on the job from other people but it's just whoever else you're working with in that kind of way pretty much i've like i've i don't think there's ever a job i've been like hopped into without being like shadowing first so everything i know is based off of somebody or some like experience of just being like yeah i was around during that i know what to do <laughs> Some, someone else taught you at some point yeah right <laughs> but it's it's less of the strict training or one-on-one mentorship mm-hmm. kind of thing i mean there's yeah. nothing wrong with that you can a lot of what we do we learn from doing and from mm-hmm. other people so uh did are there things that you wish you would have learned maybe more formally from someone in that or Um, in that mentorship kind of thing would it would that have been uh helpful do you think or i mean i've wanted a mentor like for like at whatever at this point (laughs) you want to help me wash dishes that'd be dope that'd be cool (laughs) teach me how to do things better but yeah uh no i honestly the only thing that I remember being like, oh, I should have freaking learned that was um, tying knots. I didn't learn how to do that until like I moved here, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was like not a good look when you're on a union gig and they're like, all right, everybody do your bow lines. And I'm just sitting in the back like, yikes. <laughs> what is that word you're saying? Uh, definitely get that where it's like mm-hmm. until you have to use it. Do you really know it right. always? Yeah. Um, so being that you didn't uh, go to like a formal education, how did you start building a network in this industry then? Um, I, I, I will admit it is a little nepotism. I, I do. My mom has worked mm-hmm. here and for like the G and like I, I, I know some people, but also there was one day where I was walking around by a Pillsbury house and I was just like, this is a theater. And I literally walked in and went, do you guys need help? And they went, um, no, but we're striking tomorrow. And I'm like, I know what that means. <laughs> do you guys need somebody to freaking help you destroy stuff? <laughs> like, you just walked in and like, sure, we'll come in. Yeah, help. and then, and then uh, Elizabeth McNally put me on her list and... And then I started working out from there. So it's, I hate to admit it, but it's literally as simple as showing up. <laughs> yeah. 
I think a lot of times in the beginning, that's, that is very true. Just being the person who comes to the door and is there Mm -hmm. instead of always assuming that it's, you know, you have to have applied for the job officially or whatever. Right. Gotta have your resume. Walk in the door and say, Hey, can I help? Can I work? (laughs) It's not always going to work. Right. No, no, no. But <laughs> I did that same thing to the uh, Phoenix, I think. And they were just like, well, you can sign up for our newsletter. And I'm like, that is so not what I'm interested in. But thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they probably at the time didn't have a lot of they maybe had a right. big list or didn't have a list. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have now, like contract things or something. Yeah. Now, uh, since then, are you contacting a lot of theaters for I mean, right now, probably not so much, but uh, before times. Um, contacting a lot of theaters for work uh, directly or is it more word of mouth from other people being like hey you should hire this person they have this skill or whatever um i think it's a little little column a little column b there's there's definitely been like months where i'm like oh cool i'm just set up for the next Mm -hmm. couple months but then there's just like like when winter rolls around and there's just like dead yeah (laughs) it's just like hey buddy (laughs) what you got going on need to clean out your stuff (laughs) like who has some work in the middle of nowhere (laughs) winter when it's so cold here no one wants to go to a theater (laughs) because no one wants to leave their house i totally get that um and did you say that you also take some do you take union calls also then as stagehand Mm -hmm. uh i've i've done a couple couple runs i've done a a lot more like pushing Mm -hmm. but more recently they put me in a the carpenter position but it's like it's i wouldn't even consider it a it's like an assembler position it's not really like (laughs) carpentry it's i yeah i would say that the carpentry at the i'm assuming in minneapolis you're at like a Mm -hmm. e or d list somewhere in that range um I don't I don't I never know where people are anymore these days um but yeah in the beginning until you're like at a theater it's a lot of like pick up this thing and move it over there attach this to that but Mm -hmm. still fun you get to work backstage a bunch and yeah pays decent (laughs) totally makes sense uh so you uh you said your so your mom works in the area did you ever decide that the Twin Cities was like a good place to keep working in this industry or have you ever thought of being in a different city for any reason or um well I technically I started in uh in California because uh that's where she lives and she works okay uh but I honestly don't even remember (laughs) it was just like one day I was like you know what I I know Minnesota I've lived in Minneapolis. My dad is there. I'll just go there and just figure it out, I suppose. <laughs> and I was set up for like three months in a place until I like got a job. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So it was kind of, it worked out because you have family and friends or family in yeah. the area and some mm-hmm. work. Um, do you think that you've been able to continuously work well enough in this area and keep and enjoy well the enough. variety of work, I guess. Yes, the variety of work is cool. I, yeah. I really enjoy like like every day is could be something different uh-huh. <laughs> if I set it up right. Like, like if I'm not running a show, I could be 
building something one day and pushing freaking a, a stadium together a different day and like that's kind of cool it's it's a little stressful if you you know smash all of them into one day like i i've done but <laughs> yeah when you're doing all of those different tasks at once it might be a little excessive mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. <laughs> i know a lot of people burn out from that stuff but mm-hmm. it's it's really great in yeah. My opinion. <laughs> <laughs> are there are there things that you do to try to help prevent you to like either burn out oh, yeah. or to keep yourself health healthy when maybe we are working really weird hours and <gasps> schedules mm-hmm. like that? It's it's super important to me to have personal days. Mm-hmm. Like when I see other people like working so hard, and I'm just like, all right, can I take a day from? from you so that you could chill out <laughs> you could you could like, work and relax for the day or something yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of weekends and taking like just take like a week off if you have like a backlog of like months at a time if you're really mm-hmm. like going in i i can't emphasize this enough i i don't like the phrase like uh oh, fuck what is it uh Oh, shit. I forgot. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Can't stop. Won't stop. That's the phrase. I hate that phrase. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's, it it just means that you're, it's, that's not healthy for anybody. Mm -hmm. And as much as we love what we do, you should still have a life outside of it. Yes. That makes, makes a lot more sense where it's like, (laughs) we can't keep doing the same thing over and over every day if you don't get a break every once in a while have you uh have you noticed things have changed um a lot since you started working in theater or have things pretty much and not from my perspective yeah like um it's pretty much it's it seems pretty like steady Mm -hmm. there's like the the high like besides besides maybe like bad people getting fired which is great mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's that's a good thing yeah <laughs> but overall in like tech and stuff um it's pretty much the same system makes sense are there things that you uh because i know like when i met you you were doing mostly carpentry stuff and you're doing other stuff yeah. so i know that you're kind of changing goals and paths in your career in the industry mm-hmm. but are there things that you're still wanting to do um areas or um types of work that you're interested in doing more um a big goal of mine was being a production manager so uh i was at the time i was trying to like do everything i could or at least mm-hmm. like one of everything so i could get that like resume of like all right if i need somebody i know what i need to ask for or like something like that but i uh <laughs> having i'm 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 in a relationship with a production manager right now so i'm getting like the like the second hand job of it yeah i'm just like that looks pretty hard <laughs> you're like Yikes. maybe i'm wrong and i don't <laughs> actually want to do that job i was like i just need like a either a way too big theater where my decisions won't matter or a very small theater where I can control everything. <laughs> I get that feeling, but it's probably <laughs> tricky to find that perfect theater. Right. No, uh, it's, it's probably not going to happen, but it's just, <laughs> it's just something funny to think about. 
yeah that makes sense of trying to find out that balance of are there other uh if if production management isn't something that you're interested in is it uh just other types of shows that you maybe want to run or theaters that you'd want to work with uh i think working with bigger theaters would be fun like the like the ordway or like uh stuff downtown that's not the g like i like the g don't get me wrong but uh i'm only delegated to like the ninth floor or like covering somebody sometimes Uh, okay and i'm like well (laughs) it seems like a well-oiled machine but i like like diversity (laughs) yeah well and and there's different aspects of it because like you could be the head the the crew chief on the as the stagehand or the mm-hmm. you know and running shows backstage or running a like running as a stagehand in a concert is a lot different than stagehand for backstage for a theater mm-hmm. someday right yeah someday maybe once concerts <laughs> come back <laughs> um so in in the twin cities how are there aspects that you think our theater community does very well or that they maybe need to work on getting getting work for people or uh, trying to make sure everybody has a chance to do what we do i feel like there's enough like because there's so many theaters here and like companies Mm -hmm. and stuff that like i feel like as long as you're you have the like draw of it of like, I want to do theater and I feel like you can get in somewhere and that's all you kind of need as like a jumping board to other stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like, so I feel like it does that pretty well of like starting people out. Uh, I think I have a personal thing with being always intermediate because I never want to be like the the expert in the room, (laughs) 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 but like it's, no, I think it does that really well. Mm-hmm. I can't think of like a negative thing. <laughs> well, that's a good sign, I guess. But you know, yeah, I suppose. there's probably some that you just maybe aren't thinking of right now or <laughs> haven't affected you directly, which is also possible. Yeah, that's true. Are there experiences at any theaters that you have found like super helpful for you to learn? So like meeting specific people or or train training on a specific style of show or um that type of thing i feel like for like style of show like latte dao was really good for just like they they put out so many different shows with so many different designers mm-hmm. you know like uh i specifically remember having a lot of fun with uh, assassins when they did that show because i got to like make a carnival ride and then also make a like railing system and Mm -hmm. also make a little design inside the railing system and it was it was just a lot of fun to do that and then they would like switch on over to just trees and grass in the like it's and the oh my god the piano oh my goodness (laughs) we had to cut a piano in like thirds so that it would like lean on a tilt two directions so it was like that (laughs) <laughs> so he had to cut two different le- the legs two different sizes and yeah. like it was a whole thing it looked really good at the end of the day <laughs> but it was like it was just interesting to be like all right we are gonna destroy this piano really quick <laughs> yeah yeah i suppose that's a little weird and slightly stressful to be like 
do you really want me to cut this piano into pieces? <laughs> so we're not is, using this piano anymore, right? Is this Good. a prank? You're not pranking me, right? I'm not going to get in trouble if I cut this up. Yeah, I suppose that that's... Well, and how do you do it properly and safely and all those kind mm -hmm. of things to make sure it works? Hopefully the... <laughs> That's the benefit of not being having to be the expert in the room. Somebody else has right. to decide. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'll yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. Is there some of that where it's like uh, that if you were to like find other versions of training and things like that, that you would want to be a little more of the expert in the room? Or is it like you like being the not management-y person? <laughs> I used to want to be a way better carpenter because I was around so many good carpenters. Mm -hmm. But then I was just like, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I personally have it in me <laughs> mm -hmm. to be like that anal retentive about like corners and stuff like that. And like math, math be hard for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. so more of the, maybe finding a different side of the industry. Right. That's where the transition into the stage handing and the working backstage on calls. Things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, if you were starting out or knew somebody who was starting in this industry, what would be some of the things that you would either like tell young Ty when you were starting or like someone who's like, hey, I think I kind of want to become a stagehand or become a, you know, a props run crew or whatever type mm -hmm. of position? Like what kind of things would you tell them when they're starting out? Uh be on time try your best and be honest mm -hmm. honestly like too many times will somebody new come in and try to do something that they know they can't do and they will mess it up mm. and they'll feel awful about it as opposed to asking somebody for help and like hey i don't know how to do this can you help me sure they might roll their eyes and be like oh god it's it's not my job but like it'll be a better experience in the long run. It's better to to have that minor awkwardness than a, than a mistake happen. Or like say you build something wrong and it like breaks or someone gets hurt and you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Well, two things happen when you don't know is both the thing could go wrong, but also if the thing goes wrong, people start to assume that everything you do is going to be in that realm. I would assume that, that you get too. the reputation of, Oh, that kid doesn't know anything. Well, mm -hmm. if you just ask the question, <laughs> then nobody's going to be like, oh, that kid doesn't know anything, mm -hmm. which makes sense, you know, and I think that makes sense at all levels, too. So yeah, just because you've worked five years, 10 years, 20 years, you might not know the answer. Mm -hmm. So just ask. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. I want to emphasize again, be on time. Oh, my gosh. Be on time. <laughs> Freaking so! I've just been in like so many chances for like people come in like fifteen minutes late, and it's just like this is your last day of work now. <laughs> Congratulations! Mm -hmm. <laughs> you messed up, and we could find somebody that will show up on time no matter what, even if they like don't have a ride or it's out of the way or they're doing something else somebody will make it work for them you know yeah yeah it does make it tricky to, <laughs> to do a job if you don't get there when you're supposed to start mm -hmm. work uh and you sure. look a lot more reliable <laughs> i suppose yeah that makes sense <laughs> that does make sense um 
Um, so you yourself are a, a man of color. Is mm-hmm. do you feel like that experience has or your life? I should say not experience. Um, but has Probably. that related to uh, the way work has come for you or not come for you or any of that? Or is that yeah? I feel like I have a. I feel like I have like a unique take on this. Uh-huh. Mainly, I don't have a unique take. I feel like I'm I'm the one who's saying it, and no one else is. <laughs> Like somebody else is thinking this stuff yeah, too, maybe. but like, I, I can't help in the back of my mind to think, am I being hired because of my race and because they want diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Or if I'm the right person for the job. So like that bothers me. <laughs> I want to know that I'm the right person for the job. Not just, you need a black guy in the room. Like <laughs> yeah, I suppose management's coming in today. We need to look diverse in here. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't, that, I don't even know how to make it so you that doesn't feel that way. Right? You can't <laughs> unless you like sit down and be like, "We like you, Ty." <laughs> I I wish I could solve that for you, but I can't. Like, I have no it's, idea how to make that better. Oh. No, it's. I don't think it's a it's a solvable thing for right now. Yeah. But like it's just something that I personally have to like think about. Like when I work at like the G for example, like I'm I I know I'm not the best carpenter or rigger or stagehand or whatever, but like as long as I'm the person for the job and um one of the carpenters there was really nice and he was just like, "Look, <laughs> you're here for a reason. They hired you more than once." It's fine. Like it's there are worse people we could have hired that are black or like that are multiracial or like whatever, you know. <laughs> it's like, all right, thanks. <laughs> it's a little off. Yeah. But <laughs> right sentiment. But I get where it's, he's going with that. Or right. Going. It's something. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky though. Yeah. And like like places like uh Penumbra that I've worked at quite a bit too are like they that's like their mission statement basically is like yeah. like bringing in the the black community into theater and stuff like that which is great personally i don't know why there's not more like black carpenters or black technicians of any variety mm-hmm. i i <laughs> too many times have i been the only like black male there and it's just like what i know y'all are here so like it's not yeah hard and they're on the union calls too so like it's it's a weird that's the part that's like weird to me of like how to get those people in to like theater and not just like a union gig you know yeah i wonder if some of that is because the a lot of the people who work in theater did go through very specific formal education which does tend to stay very white our education system is and Mm -hmm. So some of the ones that are on the union call list maybe don't think about that. Also, the a lot of the theaters don't pay as well as the union gigs. So that's yeah, that's that's a big thing. <laughs> Which so it makes it tricky to trickle them over, I guess, not down mm-hmm. over to another theater. Yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, there's a decent amount in our union. I don't know. It's still yeah. probably still not enough. <laughs> I remember being people. shocked. I was like, yeah. here you are. <laughs> <laughs> I found you. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah, makes sense. They've been hiding from you, Ty. They've been hiding. 
<laughs> yeah. Hmm. Is that something that while you're on those, uh, say, union calls, that you ever talk with those guys to see if there's a reason that they don't also work as theater carpenters or or to... theater stagehands instead of only union mm-hmm. stagehands? I don't know if you've ever had those conversations with them. I, I think I had one because it was hard not to talk to those guys during like Super Bowl time like mm-hmm. a while ago because they're were, like all i was hanging out with yeah you're just there <laughs> for days. days and days and days too <laughs> but forever it was mostly just like kind of like as high school as it's gonna sound like kind of clicky like they just like to stay as like a unit it seemed mm-hmm. like like they had like a team of like their their circle that they would go from union gig to union gig and i know that some theaters just won't like they can't they don't have that kind of capacity they don't have that like place like places for employment for like five guys at a time like okay sometimes you only need three people you know <laughs> yeah I suppose but that that's sense. the only thing i could really get i was like well all right <laughs> you guys can't like work that out i suppose <laughs> yeah do you all have to work together at the same time i mean i guess that's good that they're all making sure their buddies are working too but mm-hmm. yeah it's a tricky one to like figure out how things might <laughs> transfer from one to the other. Yeah. Um, are there other things about like the way you like to work as a stagehand that you think are either different or unique or interesting to you that you'd want to share with people? Um, I get a lot of people that I've worked with that kind of don't take backstage work that seriously which i found was really strange really yeah they're well they're just sort of like they're either like super chill about it or like yeah man let's just like move the set or whatever (laughs) or they're like it has to be done five minutes prior blah 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 blah. like there's no like nice middle ground okay that's (laughs) i don't know I don't know if that answers the question or not. I feel like I I make tangents all the time. Nothing wrong with that. That's that's the point of this is to just get to know each other and see how things, you know, what people would do. Um, Is that something where, like, you think it's because there's specific theaters that tend to be more, like, laid back in how they work backstage and other places that are super uh, strict or time-based, or is it? Yeah, just more personality might, when you've seen that. Kind of I think it might be like a where it's at, and also like, uh, like who's the stage manager? Okay. Like I, like most stage managers are pretty on it for sure, but I know some that are pretty like chill, yeah. which like definitely bleeds out into the rest of the group. <laughs> yeah, it kind of ends up being all of them at the same time. Makes sense. <laughs> are there other things that you? I think I have hit most of my questions the day that okay. i can see on here are there other things that you'd either want to share or explain about being a stagehand with people uh it's only as hard as you make it <laughs> but be prepared for some long nights yeah that's kind of that's i mean that's like everybody that's working like on the show at the time can yeah. expect or just yeah, most people. I'd say most people in theater. <laughs> yeah, our hours are really pretty long and crazy and weird. I know that there's a yeah. lot of talk about changing some of that and how things Hopefully. how things function. 
I, I support the no 10 out of 12s. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Well, and finding that work-life balance, like you said earlier, is is good for everybody. And so if we can build it into our community so people don't feel like they don't have the chance to take that break, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's definitely helpful. For Pretty sure. Cool. Yeah. Was well, there anything else you'd like to share with us or... I know that, you know, if someone, if somebody wants to like learn more about this, they could maybe be like, Hey Ty, can we have coffee? Once we can have coffee, maybe <laughs> zoom coffee for them. I mean, I got it. I got an email address, I suppose. <laughs> you can always have them. They'll let us know if they need to reach out to you or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have like a website for me, but yeah, I'm on, I'm online. I got, I got mm -hmm. stuff doing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. There you go. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming and chatting with me. And, yeah, thank uh, you for having me. Hopefully I'll get to see you on a gig someday soon. We'll start working again. Thank you for tuning in to We Shadows. We have a lot more in store for you this season. We'll continue our artist profiles as well as adding discussion panels and other fun things. We appreciate all the support and hope to keep hearing feedback from our listeners. Remember to recommend us to your students, theater-loving friends, and colleagues. Keep hitting that like button on our Facebook page and follow or subscribe on those podcast platforms. It all helps us make better episodes. We Shadows was created by Liesa Behrens, Rachel Lanto, and Anita Kelling. It was recorded over Zencaster and produced by Anita Kelling. Our theme music was composed and performed by J. William Kelsch. We Shadows can be found wherever you search for your podcasts.